TL Talk Radio, Season 5, Episode 9. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 9 of TL Talk Radio, a regular podcast with Lynn Funy-Hetton and Randy Ziegenfuss, where our goal is to engage you in learning, motivate you to share your work, and inspire you to lead for the change we need in schools for the digital age. I'm Randy Ziegenfuss. And I'm Lynn Funy-Hetton. Good morning, Randy. Good morning. So today we're speaking with Tara Brown, known as the Connection Coach. Uh, She believes strongly that kids are committed to people, not programs, and that a key to reaching youth is through the power of positive positive connections. As an award-winning educator, author, and speaker, Tara understands connecting with diverse populations, building relationships, and getting the most out of any youth organization. She's recognized as a leading expert in helping adults better understand how to build powerful connections with today's youth, and today we're going to learn more with Tara. Good morning, Tara. Welcome to our podcast. Hey, great to be here, guys. Thank you. All right. So let's start our conversation with a personal story. What got you connected to this idea of connection and relationships? Well, I think probably my in thinking about it, um, I was asked to take over an at-risk program in January. And they, the principal said, if you'll just gut it out through the end of the year, we'll get you into regular classes in the fall. And I didn't know what an at-risk kid was, but I accepted it. And What I realized really quickly was that the more engaged I was with those kids personally, the more engaged they were with me and and the curriculum academically. And that really started a foundation of my teaching philosophies as far as putting kids before content and, and really seeing the fruits of the labor of the emotional deposits and earning earning my way into their head by way of their hearts. So this idea that we teach learners, we don't teach subjects and content first. It's a person in the desk as far as uh, our approach is instead of just a body in a desk and really seeing the individual and understanding that the emotion behind those connections is what's going to drive and fuel everything with how that child shows up. So you have um, created a a book, written a book, Different Cultures, Common Ground. And in that book, you have 85 proven strategies for teachers um, to connect with learners. And you have a variety of strategies that you can use today, tomorrow, or or think about for the future. So can you give us an example of a strategy which um, maybe you would highlight for either elementary teachers or high school teachers, a little bit of a little taste of what's in that book? You know, I tried to write that book so that it was absolutely universal. Didn't matter if it was pre-K to, to 12. Mm-hmm. All of those strategies are very applicable. One that jumps out is, is being the CEO of your classroom. And I do mean the leader of your classroom, but I also mean the chief emotional officer. And having the, the intention to go into that classroom and bring unbelievable energy and enthusiasm, which, again, <clears throat> is huge for kids, whether they're 5 or 18. If a teacher comes in and they are passionate about what they're doing and they're passionate about their kids and they have that level of energy, enthusiasm, they set the tone for the classroom. Mm -hmm. And being able to walk in every day with that intention of saying, I I am going to set the emotional tone by my level of energy, enthusiasm, that would be one that jumps off uh, immediately. One that probably elementary school teachers do great. Sometimes secondary teachers um, a little bit more content driven 
And there's one strategy, number 19, it's finding a place in the classroom to display work. And I think some secondary teachers, especially high school, and that's where most of my years were, they don't really think it's that important to high school kids to have their work displayed, and it is. And so that's another, that's another strategy of just dedicating a place in your room to allow for you just giving shout-outs and props to kids in, in their work. Oh, thanks. So when we use these intentional strategies uh, with our kids, when we use them with intentionality, those relationships between students and teachers are, are going to become stronger and our classrooms can then be transformed to become more learner-centered. And why is that? Why should that be important for teachers and other educators? Well, the, the emotional safety of the learner is everything. The emotional state of the brain is what's going to drive everything having to do with how that child shows up and the decisions that they make. And so allowing for the leader in that classroom to set the environment of emotional safety and connecting with kids in a way that they, they don't want to disappoint you. It allows for the whole entire environment to be consistently emotionally safe and allows for those kids to really want to be there. And, you know, talking about leading with influence instead of power, that also keeps the emotional state of the learner calm. And so when a kid comes in every day and knows what to expect and knows that, that they're going to be in an environment that's conducive to their brain staying calm, it, it's, a powerful, it's a powerful driver for kids. So as the CEO, <laughs> we need to model that, engage in that, and you've given us some, some strategies in this um, comprehensive book. What's the best way for teachers to approach the book or the strategies so that they can build connections and common ground? You know, I really made it so that, you know, a teacher might be pulling their hair out or have a student get on their last nerve and they just grab the book and go, oh my God, I'm going to try strategy 57. <laughs> well, I end up the evening news. And it, <laughs> I tell, I tell teachers all the time, dog, you're at highlight it. Just keep it by your desk and just, you know, peruse it. Cause there's going to be times where you might not be able to connect with a certain student or a particular class because you know, as well as anybody that every class has their own personality. And so just really using that as a way of going, you know what? I've never tried that in all my years. I've never tried that. And sometimes for, for us just being, willing to be lifetime learners mm -hmm. and having that spirit of what, what am I doing great and what can I improve in? And that really is one of the reasons that I wrote this is just to allow other ideas to kind of spur us along to say, wow, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. Never tried that. Never thought about that. And that's simply what it is. It's just another tool for your toolbox mm -hmm. to, to help give you more options. So read through it, highlight it, maybe make some notes, but also keep it nice and close so that on a day where you're feeling like you need a, a bit of a lift <laughs> um, or, you know, a way to reconnect, you can read a couple things and hopefully um, re-energize. Absolutely. I mean, it, 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 there's things in there for teachers to students and there's things in there for the, for the teacher individually. Things like, you know, your life balance and, and your stress level and being aware of, of, Am I letting kids get to know me more than just a dispenser of information? Because when we challenge ourselves as the leader of that classroom to be more human, 
it allows for kids to see us differently. And again, it's the leading with influence that allows for kids to be able to really show up and, and want to perform and want to try and want to engage with, with us in the curriculum. Mm -hmm. So in addition to this resource, what other resources have you created for, for teachers that you'd like to share here with our listeners? Well, I used to write a lot of notes and I used to send postcards home when I was still teaching. And I have created a whole line of postcards for parents and postcards for kids. And they have 12 different sayings on them and everything from I'll never give up on your child to um, you're raising a future world changer or your kid makes me smile. And there's 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 cards in there that are business size cards that teachers can give students and write a note on the back. And it just is, I call them my doses of dopamine. And I talk a lot in my trainings on emotional deposits. And for some kids, we're going to have to put more emotional deposits in their bank account before they're willing to trust us or they're willing to engage. And this is just another tool. You can write a note on the back, leave it on their desk or staple it to their work or whatever. It's just finding ways to embrace every possible human connection we can. And it's just a really quick way to do that. Mm -hmm. um, I also have video series and, and really short videos, 60 to 90 seconds that just, I call them again, my weekly dose of dopamine and teachers need emotional deposits just like students do. So I got a few. I think I call it the feel the love moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, like that. I think that's my yeah. phrase. Yeah. So before we before we invite you to share what's next, um, we have a couple of lightning round questions where we try to give some additional resources for our our listeners if they're interested in this topic and they want to follow up with um, some other experts with whom you've either worked or learned from. So who's one expert our listeners should connect with to learn more about connection and relationships? Dr. Judy Willis is a neuroscientist that became a middle school teacher and Although you might think, what you know, what does neuroscience have to do with relationships and connections? She does a really good job because we've learned so much about the brain. And I do a lot of training on the neuroscience behind motivation and engagement. And she does a really great job of helping teachers understand the state of the brain, the amygdala, the cortisol, dopamine, and really effective ways to connect with kids through our understanding of the brain. And she's got some really, she's got a great uh, blog and she writes a lot of great articles. And so she's one that I would definitely uh, recommend that somebody put in their toolbox. Okay. Good suggestion. How about if you were recommending another book to our listeners, what might that book be? Uh, Childhood Disrupted, How Your Biography Becomes Your Biology by Donna Jackson. Um, in working with schools that are that are really learning about ACEs and trauma-informed care, there's so much good information in that book that allows for teachers and administrators to really understand more how stress and trauma in a child's life impacts long-term. And as much as that's valuable, they have a really great section on, on steps to help to heal that trauma. And so in, in working with a lot of the Title I schools that I do, they have, they have really found that to be a very powerful resource. Okay, great suggestion. We added that to our show notes. And is there one more um, online site or resource 
or person, you know, maybe someone doesn't look doesn't want to uh, check out the whole book, but um, any other sort of resources that you might go to or that you learn from on a regular basis? I tell you, I pop on to Edutopia a lot. Mm. They have a huge library of articles, blogs, great videos. Um, they have a huge array of topics that they have cataloged articles and videos. And so that, and they've got some great contributors. So that's one that I am, I'm on quite a lot and, and pull a lot of, of uh, tools for my own toolbox from. All right, great suggestions. And we also like Edutopia. So <laughs> thank you very much for sharing those. And for our listeners, we added all of those to our show notes. So to wrap up our conversation today, Tara, what's on the horizon for you? Is there anything you'd like to share with our audience? Well, I've got some keynotes coming up, um, getting the opportunity to talk to some administrators in uh, North Carolina, and then I'm doing the North Carolina School Social Workers Conference, and I love me some social workers, um, so that's oh, always a thrill. Um, and I'm actually heading out to, to North Dakota and going to work with a, with a district on growth and fixed mindsets, which I just geek out on. I love that topic, and... So just just heading here, there, and yonder, and just continuing to sling the dopamine and and provide more tools, and just having a blast doing it. Hmm. What an interesting idea to um, to support social workers. We also have we often have uh, a challenge in supporting our social workers in professional learning because we don't have very many in in the districts in the county. So that's an interesting interesting connection for us and we'll definitely share some of that with our social worker yeah any anytime i can i can connect with social workers or school counselors mm -hmm. or support staff yeah um i really i really love that opportunity because they're such an integral part of the whole entire academic machine so to speak yeah very important thank you so much well thank you tara for joining us for our listeners in the show notes you can learn more about tara's work at theconnectioncoach.org. Uh, you can see Tara's blog. You'll, we also have a link to her book and a link to the experts that she recommended, Dr. Judy Willis, uh, a link to Childhood Disrupted by, by Donna Jackson Nakazawa, <laughs> and Edutopia. Each episode, we leave you with a question to think about with the idea of provoking reflection and conversation. This episode's question, how do you connect with learners in your school or district? If you've enjoyed this episode, would like to comment or check out the resources shared today, visit the show notes at tltalkradio.org and look for Season 5, Episode 9. That's all for now. We'll be back soon with another conversation featuring other innovative thought leaders. Thanks again, Tara. It's been a blast. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs>